This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Ontarians are headed to the polls for the second time this year. Municipalities across the province will be holding elections for all kinds of local positions. Canadian Press Weekend News Editor Michelle McQuig is here to have a gander at a few of the interesting races. Hey, good morning, Michelle. Hello, Dave. So, Michelle, lots of interesting races across the province. To your mind, what tops the list? Oh, gosh. Um... Well, I, I honestly, it would kind of depend on how you define interesting, but there are going to be a lot of familiar faces from the last Ontario election trying to sort of start fresh municipally. Um, I'm referring primarily, of course, to the two opposition leaders. Mm-hmm. Stephen Del Duca was head of the Liberal Party in June when it, when Doug Ford won an easy was re- easily reelected with a fresh majority. Uh, he did not win a seat in the legislature, and the Liberals did not perform all that well, so he quit as party leader that night. And as of tonight, he's going to hope to become elected mayor of Vaughan, which is a bit north of Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one trying to do that. Andrea Horvath is actually going kind of full circle at the moment. Uh, she's another one who who did resign her leadership position on election night. It wasn't quite as ignominious for her after she'd had the NDP helm for, oh gosh, oh, uh, more than a decade. Yeah, way more yeah, than a decade. Right? Like 16 years, I think it was something like that by the end. Um, but prior to that, some of you might remember, she had been a city councillor in Hamilton, and she ran the whole time as an MPP in Hamilton. She's got strong ties to that area, and now she wants to be mayor of that city. So that's what's happening tonight. She's uh, in contention there. Um, and I don't think it's quite considered a runaway either, even though she's got a pretty high profile. So that might be a really interesting race to watch tonight. What about uh, Patrick Brown, who instead of doing provincial politics and going oh, back to the yes. local level, he went federal and went, and went back to the local level? Let us not forget Patrick Brown. Never forget Patrick Brown because it's never boring. Um, he has had a very interesting tenure as a term of Brampton, Ontario, which is, you might recall, it's where he landed after the sexual misconduct allegations he faced in 2018 that drove him out of provincial politics, uh, then he had an abortive attempt to run the federal leader, uh, the liberal, excuse me, the federal conservative leader. Um, but yeah, now he's uh, he's facing a pretty stiff challenge in Brampton for his mayoralty. There has been a lot of internal wrangling, a lot of local drama, accusations of, of uh, underhanded doings and whatnot. Mm. And it's actually quite colorful if you read the local media i would advise you to do that um but that's going to be a race as well to see what's going to happen tonight but he does have a a fair bit of local support along with the controversy so he might well hang on michelle where did ottawa rank in the uh the list of interesting races (laughs) it's 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 the first time they're going to have a new mayor in over a decade in 12 years yeah Yeah. with with a couple really interesting uh candidates here with Catherine mckinney uh running on one side and former radio host mark suckliffe on the other side uh it's been a pretty heated it's been a pretty heated campaign between those two it has been a pretty heated campaign, and you're right. Jim Watson is not seeking re-election, uh, so that's that's a real end of an era in Ottawa politics. Mm-hmm. He, he he was mayor for the past 12 years, but 15 years in total. He had a previous term uh, separated by a stint in provincial politics, so he's had quite the long career. And, of course, he's been in the spotlight a lot lately with the inquiry into the Emergencies Act and the role that he and his city council played in 
dealing with those convoys back in the winter. And Catherine McKenney, uh, some of you might remember, was a very vocal um, anti-convoy voice. Uh, they're non-binary. They were on council and 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 talking about how the, the, the risks that were marginalized communities were facing mm-hmm. downtown because of everything. They were very, very vocal about that. That's her now ward. That was her ward as well. So those, oh, excuse me, that was their ward. So those, those yeah. are their residents. Exactly. Yeah, they, they were very directly affected, and their constituents were very directly affected by those convoys. And they were quite a quite a vocal voice, and uh, from a media perspective, one that w- was quite easy to get a hold of for comment when one was needed about uh, what exactly was happening down there. Um, so yeah, they established a pretty strong progressive voter base down there in Ottawa, I'd say. But you're right, stiff challenge, uh, and there's a, they're not the only two contenders either. Mm-hmm. So uh, that race is actually kind of up in the air. <laughs> Ottawa is notorious for having like 18 <laughs> candidates in the in their mayoral race. It's almost like a political city uh, draws all well, kinds of wanna... politically interesting people. Sorry, Ottawa, step off. Toronto's got you beat with 31 mayoral oh candidates God. today. Well, it's a bigger yeah. city, you know, so more people are interested. <laughs> But unlike Ottawa, this one's not really a race in Toronto. I, I didn't mention it as an interesting one because, honestly, it's almost a foregone conclusion. John Tory is running for a third term as mayor, despite having 30 challengers on the ballot. No one has really been able to sort of coalesce and 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 get people to to line up behind them. And there has a really clear challenger hasn't quite emerged for John mm. Tory. So I don't think anyone's expecting uh, too much diff- too much difficulty for him today. Michelle, before we move on to some interesting elements to school boards and school board trustees, any peculiar races that you want to flag before we move on to the trustee side? Two, actually. So there's in, uh, in Woodstock, Ontario, the current incumbent mayor is is running again despite the fact that he is currently facing active criminal charges. So that should be interesting to see what happens to Trevor Birch. Um, But I would like to focus on a much more fun one. And if you'll forgive me, Dave, I'm going to quote directly from her copy written by my colleague, Alison Jones, because it's just pretty hilarious. It's steel versus steel in Port Colborne, Ontario, as incumbent mayor Bill Steele's only challenger is his brother, Charles. <laughs> the latter, Steele, has said in interviews that he and his brother haven't spoken in decades, and he only put his name on the ballot so his brother would not run unopposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, family feuds and family beefs right? playing out <laughs> at the municipal political level. All right. No, no good uh... times in Port Colborne, Ontario today. <laughs> No, no, no BC NDP uh, leadership race here. No one's getting automatically appointed to the top. You must run against your brother, brother versus brother. Uh, Michelle, uh, we're having a little bit of fun there, but it's not necessarily super fun at the level of school board trustee. There have been some concerns raised about some of the rhetoric used in those campaigns across the province. There have, and and, and indeed across the country, this is actually quite pretty interesting. So Ontario is not the only province in the midst of municipal elections. Uh, Manitoba is going to the polls in two more days. BC went last week. So Mm. it is municipal Mm. election season. And these concerns that I'm about to go over were raised in all of those provinces. There's a lot of push and pull right now. And the Canadian anti-hate, excuse me, the Canadian anti-hate network is one of uh, several groups raising the alarm about the number of candidates who are seeking school board trustee positions that are espousing anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ positions in particular. Um, They also talk about a a growing number of far-right candidates, and they recognize that the two groups are not necessarily mutually exclusive, but there is some overlap. Um, They're saying that there's just been a, 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 a noticeable increase in the number of candidates trying to get into these positions 
And they're saying that quite often they succeed by virtue of the fact that school board trustee races tend to fly under the radar a little bit. Mm, I, they for do. one, had to, yeah, I, for one, had to spend a certain amount of time looking up the, who my actual candidates were in this writing, for starters. Um, so it, it's, it's, this is something that's been happening and, and that where they have been able to make some headway and wind up having some, some voices who are opposed, let's say, to having gender neutral bathrooms in schools or uh, who oppose pride, pride day, pride day, color day. Exactly. Yeah. What, what kind of flags are raised outside school buildings, all those kinds of things. They're not necessarily directly tied to the curriculum, but people are arguing that they can have a really outsized influence on the school environment and, and all aspects of the school environment and making children feel included there. There actually is a pretty uh, noticeable and, and direct spot where you can go to see some of this um, mobilization in action. There was a site called Vote Against Woke, and there is actually a site of people who are saying, we don't want to see more equity and diversity and inclusion in our schools. Vote against candidates who adopt these quote-unquote woke positions. And these, uh, so there is definitely an organized effort to do this. And uh, you can just imagine the kind of push and pull that will result. Um, so the, the caution coming from the Canadian Anti-Hate Network and other groups is to check these candidates, make sure you know who you're voting for in case you're putting in someone who is going to make your child feel excluded. Michelle, let's wrap up here on our daily poll question because it relates to municipal elections and folks can find it at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Michelle, much like me, you live in a building is there too much litter associated with municipal election campaigns? Too many door hangers, too many flyers, too many signs. Is there too much litter going on? Good question. Um, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, I have to say we, I got, we got off a little easier this year than last. So another year, my answer might have been a bit more emphatic. I didn't wind up with junk mail up to my knees this time. It was more up to just like, say, my, my ankle. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting question. Yeah, I would have to say, yeah, there probably is. I like that. It's a tepid yes, but we'll take it. A tepid yes, nonetheless. Michelle, glad you're feeling a bit better. Thank you for making time for us today. We'll talk to you later this week for the news panel. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. That is, Mich- that is, yes, go vote indeed. That is Michelle McQuig, the weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.